Welcome back to the Turn on the Music Podcast. This is episode 14. My name is Kyle. We've got CJ here. How are you, sir? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. I like how you introduced yourself this time. I remember to do a thing. I Yay. I did a thing. <laughs> Speaking of, have you watched the new um, Top Gear? Not Top Gear. Um, um, Grand, Grand Tour. Tour. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was... Last one was better. Huh? It wasn't as good. I think the the one before it was better. The scan what was that the Scandy flick? The Scandy flick, where 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 James May got into a car accident, yeah, where he almost died. There he almost died. I have to say though, there were some really funny elements in the Eurocrash yes. one. Um, yeah. uh, but yeah, I I I think it was one of those ones where they were kind of like, guys, we got to put one out, so let's just do something weird, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it'll be watched, it'll be good. But yep. there were some good yep. funny moments in there though. There were, I, I, yeah. my, they usually are not not to like give anything away but my they've been using it as a promotional thing my the my one of my favorite things is, is when he tries to get um jeremy tries to get in one of those like f1 mock like mock-up f1 cars in in russia and he's like yep. what do you want me to do and, and richard heaven's like don't be fat, <laughs> be <less> fat. <laughs> and, I'm sitting, <laughs> and i'm sitting here going i'm like that would be me like i'd be sitting in there and someone would say the same thing to yep. me Just don't mm-hmm. be fat <laughs> yep Oh man! So your week's going okay? Yeah, this is just you know we're recording during a week that's crazy busy at work. Mm-hmm. So like it's just you know it's like the end of the month stuff, end of the year stuff, all that jazz, and it's just a matter of getting it done and and, and you know doing my work, and then my work has to go to somebody else, and that person has a lot on their plate, and it's just it's just a you know, a mess of stuff that's just a matter of uh, yeah. getting done. So it's it's hectic for everybody. So it's not, it's not yeah. just me. Like I'm not like I'm not gonna sit here and complain. It's a, it's across the mm-hmm. board. It's just everybody's yeah. dealing with a lot. So how about right. yourself? It's been weird. I mean, work's been both crazy and not crazy at the same time. And then I, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm feeling weird and different, and I don't, I don't know. I've been walking recently just to try and get less fat. Um, you want to fit in that Formula I, One car, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been doing that. You know, I haven't the last couple of days because because of the air outside. I was a little nervous to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, while it wasn't as bad as what you had, it's I mean very obvious that there's something going on. Can you? Does it smell like a campfire in the air? I don't smell anything, but I do notice that I'm coughing more when oh, I'm yeah. outside. Absolutely. So it like dries you out. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah it dries yeah. you out. Yeah. And I just I don't I don't smell well anyway, so my nose does not work very well. Like so. Oh, that's true. So you may not does smell because it's so. not like it's not a very it's not a prominent smell. But if you just mm-hmm. take a deep breath, and I'm mm-hmm. forgetting that you don't smell that well. Like if you take a deep yeah. breath, you're kind of like oh campfire. Let's make right. s'mores. Like that's what it feels yeah. like. It's going to your system. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I've been walking. I actually started practicing piano again. I don't know why, but I just kind of felt like I should, and I started. So that's been interesting. Um, this is the first time I've really sat down to learn music since the CPAP. Okay. Um, and it's interesting to see how 
it's easier, I think. Okay. Um, but it's only been like two or three days, so we'll see. Interesting. Do you feel like the walking, I mean, despite the fact that you've had to stop, but do you feel like the walking was helping with like whatever you're processing and, you know, for yeah. clarity and stuff? Yeah, it, it was definitely helping. Um, and I think that the fact that I have not walked in the last three days, that's what's causing this, I don't know. Fog? Like, yeah. I mean, I lack for a better word. I know there's other fogs going on, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. mental fog. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. See what, yeah, see what. You know, see what happens. Hopefully the weather clears up and the air clears up so we can get back to that. And, what is your air um, quality sitting at? It says 53, which doesn't sound right because it was a lot worse. It looked a lot worse than 53. So for some, so just not to sound funny, but, um, you know, just around the time that it was happening for us here in New York and on Long Island, I had a, a meeting and we had people coming from upstate coming down. Right. And mm-hmm. like, the Wednesday before they came down was like one of the worst days on Long Island. And um, we were sitting in like two and change. Okay. Mm-hmm. The city was almost at like four or 500. But then, the, right. you know, the people from upstate were saying that they were like four or five, even almost touching six in some areas. But mm-hmm. not on the, not by Buffalo. Buffalo was clear. It was more towards the eastern side. The Buffalo side mm-hmm. was clear. Now the Buffalo side is starting to, to get affected. It's kind of like the, it, got around the mountains or whatever it is. And um, the weird thing was, is towards the evening, it got better. So like it was bad during the day, but as it went into the evening, it was Mm -hmm. better. And then like when the, when you woke up the next day, like it was better the next day, but it was still, the numbers were higher during the day than were in the evening. And I don't know why. I don't understand how that works. I don't know what that under, I don't know if it's a temperature thing. uh, It's probably a temperature and density thing. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. As the air down here gets cooler, the hotter air rises. So the smoke would rise, I would assume. Yeah. I just, you know, it sucks. I, I, you know, it sucks that we were dealing with that. I just, I feel bad for the people that are in the heart of it and they're dealing with it to that, to that extent. It sucks that we're dealing with it down here, but to know that people are going through it, like the fact that people in California go through it almost Mm. every few years, like just, that's just crazy. I can only imagine. I think it's every year now. Yeah. The way it's been the last several years. Yeah. So, but yeah. What are you listening to? So, I mean, the standards are still there. Corey Wong is still there. Um, I've been listening to some Beethoven and some Rachmaninoff as well. Okay. Um, so the Beethoven uh, Third Symphony, the Eroica Symphony, and um, been getting into the second uh, Rachmaninoff Piano Concerto. Oh, very mm-hmm. nice. So, what about you? It, is that? Do you feel that that's like? Did you start listening to it and then start practicing piano again, or did you practice piano? The piano and then came listening? first, and then. And then the the classical stuff, and it was kind of like, okay, I'm playing piano. I need to listen to classical stuff again, or yeah, whatever. And and some guys in the in the Rune forum posted some stuff that looked interesting, some some Beethoven stuff, some stuff like that. So I was like, eh, I'll check it out. That's you awesome. Know, a group I never heard before. So, um, yeah, just checking that out. That's very cool. Um, yeah. for me, I haven't listened to much since. We were live on Sunday night because um, it's just been that type of week. Like I kind of been getting in my car and just going to work. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's been a couple of nice days that I drive home and then I end up putting on like Corey Wong or something because 
partially because mm-hmm. I know that we were going to talk about it soon, but just because that was kind of like the last thing I played, so I just clicked on it. And and it's good. It's good music. It's not like I was just kind of like, oh, okay, I'll just listen. It was that just kind of seemed to be the the thing that was going on. But outside of that, not much. Just because I've just been kind of like going and coming and like yeah, like a zombie going to work. Gotcha. So hopefully that will change because I took tomorrow off so I can enjoy some. Yeah, I'm off tomorrow. I'm off Monday. I'm off Tuesday. So that'll be nice. Yeah. That being said, this is like my least favorite weekend of the year because of the fireworks and the dogs. Yeah, no, I can only imagine. So do they do a lot over there? uh, They have been recently. There's a park that's very close to my house and they do like two or three nights of fireworks. So I can see it from my house. That's fun. Yeah. Um, neighbors weren't bad last year, so we'll see what happens this year. That's good. Who knows? Yeah. Hopefully it won't be too bad. Yep. I got one dog who wants to watch them. The other one doesn't care. The other one is terrified. So it's, it's like, I've got all, all three varieties. Was <laughs> like, Ooh, Ooh, fireworks. Uh, yeah. no, I, I really don't care. The other one's like, fire, shivers in the fireworks. Car. <laughs> I'm going to go sit in the tub. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So yeah, looking forward to that. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, so. so we are here to talk about stuff and Corey Wong. Stuff so, and Corey Wong. Stuff and Corey Wong. So if you're just joining us and you have missed the first 13 episodes, first off, where have you been? <laughs> um, and second, uh, we were lis- we were um, going through the book, The Music Lesson by Victor Wooten. Um and we finished that book last episode, episode 13. Um, so I thought maybe we just kind of talk a little bit about that before we get into Corey, and then we'll play some music and go from there. Nice. So, um, sorry, I'm looking at something real quick while we do this because we're hitting, we're very close. So we are very close to hitting 2,000 all time downloads. That's we awesome. Are at 1,964. So. Probably not this episode, but the episode after would probably hit 2,000, which is really cool. That's awesome. So in about a year and a half, we've hit the 2,000 mark, which I think is awesome. That's very cool. Thank you all for those that have been tuning in, and we hope you stick around for a while um, and enjoy what we're doing. So, Absolutely. um, So The Music Lesson um, is a book that has affected us a lot, I think. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week, you know, how... You know, it changed the way I teach. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you this, I, like noticing, like practicing last week, and I think because the book has been so fresh in my mind, um, like practicing has always been a chore for me. The last three days it wasn't a chore. It felt fun. That's awesome. That was kind of cool. Um, it was frustrating in, in the sense that um, I guess my muscles are not in shape anymore. Okay. You know, so, like the first night, I made it fifteen minutes, and that was it. Like I could not move my hands anymore. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I, I've, I've been having more fun and trying to play more musically, which is weird because the stuff that I'm working on, like I don't really know yet. So it's hard to be musical as you're learning. Okay. And trying to train your fingers to like do like train the muscle memory. It's hard to be musical and do that at the same time because a lot of the way I practice, you know, and that stuff is it's very loud and, you know, a lot of finger movement to get. And then as my fingers start to learn it, then I become more musical with it. Um, 
so it's hard to be musical with that, but you know, it, it's getting there, which is which is ni- nice to see. And you know, I don't know that I'm learning faster than I used to, but it's definitely getting better. So learning differently. Good. Yeah, it's differently. It's it's definitely different. Um, I think better, but yeah. So I mean, like you said, it's been a while. So, but mm. but you're feeling good afterwards. Yes. So that's the different, right? Like you're not looking back at it and going, what a waste of a 15 minutes. No, no, not well, at all. So that's that's awesome though. I think that's a big thing yeah. right there. Yeah. Is to be able And to- I quickly went from 15 minutes to almost an hour, so okay. in 3 days. So that's that's good. That's awesome. So, yeah. How come so what made you decide to do new pieces versus working on stuff you know we're ready to kind of get back into the swing of things? Um, so I did one of each. Okay. So I picked up a new piece and I picked up one that I started but never finished. Okay. Um, because part of it is I wanted a fresh start. You know, I didn't want to have the, the struggle that I felt last time I tried to learn stuff. Okay. Um, and that night, and I started to, to, I said last week, and I said several times that I wish I could be my own teacher. So I started to, to approach what I'm trying to learn from that angle. It's like, what do I need to improve on? Well, it's my left hand. So. Let's find something that's really going to work on the left hand. Right. Um, so I picked a Chopin etude, which is probably the wrong thing to start with <laughs> on day one. But, <laughs> you know, um, but it's it's one of those pieces that's, you know, it's, while it's challenging, it's not the most challenging etude that's, that challenges the left hand. So, you know, I, I didn't set myself up for failure like I would normally do. So okay. I, we'll see I can see that. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. And also, I mean, yeah. like, I, I think I, for me, like, if you were to go into something you already know, you may not practice. Right. Or you may miss something because you're just like, well, I know this already. So, like, you mm-hmm. know, so I totally get why you went that route. Yeah. That's cool, though. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish I, I, I don't have the space. And, I, and I, I know it sounds like an excuse, but it's, it's tough. I don't have the space. Mm-hmm to really practice and the times that I could practice, like I would be waking up my son, you know? Right. So I need to figure out something. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that by next year I have some kind of room in the garage where it would be completely soundproofed and ready to go. Cause I mean, even for my son, like I know that he wants to get into music too. So like if he wants to play drums, It'll be a place to put the drums, you know, mm-hmm. if he wants to do something, I want to have that space for both of us to use it for that reason. Yep. So, um, you know, right. It, it, that's the tough part. So I was thinking maybe getting back into just kind of relearning my theory. Because mm-hmm. as a singer, like, you know, theory, but you don't know theory. I right. know it from playing saxophone and playing instruments mm-hmm. and. And liking the fact, like being able to or wanting to compose music, so I was thinking taking the 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 thought process behind the book and what we've learned, and and maybe applying it to kind of relearning the theory, like sitting there and breaking down compositions and just relearning mm-hmm. chords. Like I know my chords, but you know, like being a little bit more right. aware of them and and stuff like that. And I figured so mm-hmm. by the time I do get to practice or I do get to do this or that, I have because I used to be pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. For, and, and it was one of those things that when I was going through college, people were like, oh, so so what are you going to school for? I'm a singer. Wow, you really know your theory. Yeah. 
because I thought it was interesting. And I had two years of it in high school. And because of the two years in high school, I was able to test out of the first three semesters in the college. I still mm-hmm. took them from the first semester because it was easy A's. But, right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know. They, they wouldn't let me pass out of them, uh, which I thought was strange. So really? I remember the first day I walked in, it was it was Rich Iacona, who I love. He's and, great, yeah. uh, he goes, all right, raise your hand if you play piano. And I was the only one to raise my hand. He goes, all right, I'll see you in two weeks. Go. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it was all singers. And, like They had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. So, yeah, I had the first two weeks of the semester off. That's for theory. But that's how so. good he was. Mm-hmm. Like I had him for composition yeah. one or two, whatever. And like mm-hmm. we sat like, and it was just two of us in the class. So it was actually really cool because it was such a small, it was just two. And we were doing all these little things. And then I, I had composed something just for fun a while before. And I told him about it. He's like, why didn't you bring it in? I'm like, well, because I didn't know. Like, I didn't want to. And I handed it to him because I'm like, I can't play it. He goes, I'm like, I was able to write it, but I can't play it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a piano player. And he goes, okay. Right. So he tried playing it. He goes, he goes, I can't. He, he didn't say he couldn't play it, but he goes, it, it, it is a little bit difficult to play. It's one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Billy Joel playing, uh, you know writing his classical music but he he can't play it (laughs) yep not that i'm saying i write as well as billy joel (laughs) but uh oh not to change subjects real quick off the book but did you hear i haven't listened to it yet but fallout boy did a cover of we didn't start the fire and they're doing it and i think they went from 1989 to 2023 with the news really I didn't hear I you did say not hear that. Yeah, I just saw it. Like I was on Twitter the other day, happened to scroll through, and someone shared it. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I I want to listen to it because apparent like apparently like they they like I think Billy Joel's version goes from what? When did he write it? He wrote it in eighty. I want to say around eighty. Five maybe so he wrote it up until like the 80s or so like the yeah. late 80s like to whatever the day was that he was writing up to whereas they yeah. they said it was 1989 to 2029 maybe it was it was that late though i don't know let me see what uh was it fallout boy or was it blink 182 hold on a second i may be wrong with the group fallout Let's boy see. sorry we didn't start the fire was 89 so that's why they started it from 1989. Yep. Yeah. And like the 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 tweet that I was reading was from Fallout Boy and he states that I thought about this song a lot when I was younger. All these important people and events, some that disappeared into the sands of time, others that changed the world forever. So and they say the second tweet is so much has happened in the span of the last 34 years. We felt like a little system update may be fun might be fun uh hope you like our take on it and then and then it's out like you could pre-order it or whatever and apparently like people have like mixed feelings about it or whatever and i'm mm-hmm. sitting here going like what a cool idea though yeah i'm, so I'm looking I, at the lyrics right now yeah. some really really interesting things yeah i so um i wanna i have to listen to youtube it. killed mtv that's interesting what'd you one. say YouTube killed MTV. Yeah. It's well, like video killed the radio. I know stuff. that I, I ultimately agree with that. I mean, because I think MTV killed itself. Yeah. But. Yeah. 
So I have to. I want to check it out. I want to. I want. Yeah, I I'll a definitely chance. check it out too. Yeah. So it's an amazing to take away from the book, but I just thought it was no, no, interesting. It's fine. Because. Uh, yeah, it's just because like if they're using the same melody. It uh, just going through the first verse. It you could re- very, you could do it, it right. Looks like it fits. Yeah. I mean, I think they even mention like. Elon, they have Elon Musk is mentioned in it. Yep. I think Trump is mentioned in it. Yep, he is. Yep, Trump. You know, like twice. all that stuff. Yep, it's crazy. Tiger King, yes, Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> but so okay, so the, this you can actually bring this back to the book. So this is something where I think in the book they talked about how interpretation of music is is of the artist that's performing mm-hmm. so so a song can be played differently by different artists because it's interpreted differently and in how the music flows through you and i think that in a sense like we talk about covers and we could totally use this on our cover episode where we can play like mm-hmm. the original and then play the new version of it just for fun um you know it makes me it makes me think like so they said hey listen we love this song but we're going to take it and we're going to interpret it for more of what we grew up with Right. And, you know, they put their energy into it and their feelings into it and everything like that. And I think that's pretty cool. So, you know, people who have mixed feelings or whatever. I mean, I remember when they did the movie Psycho back in 1994 or five with Vince Vaughn. It was a shot for shot remake of the original mm-hmm. Psycho movie. And, you know, all they did was they added like certain sound effects like in the background just to kind of enhance it. But otherwise it was a shot for shot. Like if you watch both movies side to side or shot for shot and they asked the daughter of Alfred Hitchcock and they're like, well, what do you think about the fact that they literally just copied your father's movie? And she said, my father always believed that imitation was the highest form of flattery, Mm -hmm. you know, because you like something so much that I did and you wanted to mimic it or copy it. How cool is that? And I think that Damn. that kind of stands here is like here you have a group of musicians that probably listened to Billy Joel all their life, probably yep. influenced some of the stuff they were doing and said, hey, mm-hmm. why don't we have some fun and do this? Yep. You know, and I think that's cool. But yeah, uh, yeah I think I agree with you, though, that the, the book puts your mind in a puts you in a different mindset. Mm-hmm. But not just musically, I think even just. Life, oh, yeah. like on your everyday. Mm, absolutely. You know, how you approach things, how you see things. You know, that's why I said multiple times and we've agreed about this, that it's not just a book for musicians. Mm-hmm. It really is a book for everybody, even though it focuses on music and it focuses on that study of music. Yep. Just the way it aligns with life and how he aligns music and life together throughout the book. Like you could take so much out of it and, and yeah, put it into sure. your daily life yep well why don't we move on to some music what do you think yes but before we do that i'm going to show this in the camera but we're going to say it out loud after this episode episode 15 starts with the next book that he wrote called the spirit of music i'm holding the cover Mm -hmm. up for those who are watching on youtube but the book is called the spirit of music which is the sequel which is like how would you explain it it's even deeper than this one yeah, it expands on what he the spoke next about. Chapter, yeah, it's the next chapter, and it's—I'd say it's less. Um, 
individual and yes. more group. Yes. I, that's a great way to explain you know. it. Yes. I think that's a great way to explain it. So, and it's kind of, it's one of the things that inspired this podcast, honestly, like between that and the headphones, like it all kind of happened at the same time. That so. makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Corey Wong. So speaking of covers, let's, let's just do a little bit of a Corey Wong cover um, to, to wet people's whistle. And then we'll talk a little bit about Corey, who he is and how I found him and sweet go sweet. from there. So this is um, a tune that you'll probably recognize called the way it is. on the vocals um it's a really really cool cover you know it's it's it kind of it encompasses the the original i think really well but it also does its own thing at the same time which it's very pretty it's a very pretty cover yeah yeah Yeah. now so Corey fry where is he from cody fry i don't know where he's from sorry cody fry um i don't know much about him i just know that he plays a bunch Corey seems to find these people that are incredibly talented and he just tours with them. And, you know, he's been with people like like Cody Fry, Victor Wooten. He's been with Truesdale. He's been with Sierra Hall, Chris Thiele. Like, the list goes on and on. So it says um, that Cody Fry is an American singer, songwriter, composer, and producer based in Nashville. Mm-hmm. He's from Illinois. And... He has an he has his latest release is called Waltz for Sweatpants. <laughs> now I'm interested. But you know what you know what I and 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 this is what I think is very interesting. How old is Corey Wong? Thirty eight. Okay, so Cody like Fry is thirty two, right? Mm-hmm. What I love about just looking at his page, he has a very classic, mm-hmm. like, stance. And even yes. with Corey Wong, if you watch some of the videos of his live performances, they're yeah. very and 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 they're very almost big bandish, where they have the stage oh, set yes. up, and and yes. even though he may be in like white jeans and a t shirt, like it's just that that whole 
concept of having yep. this classic look with a completely different feel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's there's a documentary that I'll put in the in the show notes that I watched last Friday, I think it was, about his tour, and that's one of the things he kept saying. He's he kept saying that you know I I'm trying to be the kind of the instrumentalist of this day, you know this right. this instrumental music of this day, you know, but trying to still connect it to the big band style, which I think he does really really well. Right, um, and we we we. In- and I think the the misinterpretation of big band is not necessarily big band music, like not right. the music itself. Mm-hmm. Big band style meaning that you have a big band on stage with you, right? Like you're not dealing with just a bass, a guitarist, a drummer, some backup singers. You're dealing with a whole horn section. Mm-hmm. You're de- your yep. your tower of power. Your big bad yeah. voodoo daddy. Yeah. Your those groups that yeah. have big sections with you. Yep. So this this album this is this is um, live at Amsterdam. And that features the Metropole Orchestra. That is a full orchestra. It's forty yes. something pieces or something like that. Um, you know, full saxophone section, full trumpet section. You know, strings, everything. Um, his his the band that he tours with um, has got a, a six piece uh, horn section. Um, you know, flute, horns, trumpets, saxophone, barry sax, bass, clarinet, flute. Like the, a lot of multi instrumentalists in there. Um, so he actually um, went on tour with Victor Wooten back in February or March of this year, um, which is where I first I, I heard the name before, but it was really the first time I ever started and listened to him. And one of the first videos I saw, and I'll try and find it and stick it in the show notes as well. Um, we played on Sunday Victor Wooten's version of Amazing Grace. Okay. Um, yes. And he did like the first time he. I don't know if it was the first time he saw it. Or his band members saw it, but they did a live reaction video to Victor Wooten playing that, which is really fun to watch, you know, because um, then next week they were on tour together. So, um, so Victor's played bass with him. His Corey Wong's um, actual bass player, his name is Sonny T, and he is or was the bass player for Prince, or oh, one of Prince's yeah, bass players. So, um, and he is, he's crazy he good. Is, he is, And, you know, Corey said, I, I don't know the names of, the, of his horn section, but um, he said that there are people in that horn section that he grew up listening to, you know. Um, so he is a first generation, um, half Asian American. Um, I believe his father owns a Chinese restaurant. Um, so, kind of cool. Uh, I, what I love about his stuff is, oh, go ahead. No, 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 he's just crazy talented, though, for his age, yeah. too. He's one yeah, of those sure where you're is. like, is he really 38? Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and what I love about his shows and like, so this is um, this is off of the Power Station Tour Live uh, East Coast. There is just so much energy that comes out of him. So this is how he opens up the show. This is called Flyers Direct.
then from there, he goes right into this next song called Ketosis, which goes like this. a lot of fun and a lot of i mean it just it just gets you moving it puts you in a good mood i think it's good to listen to with the, with the windows open you know just kind of ride around and have fun so it and it's so yeah there's just a lot of energy to it so um yeah the uh his grandparents started a restaurant called wong's cafe okay. i believe okay um which is why he has an album out called wong's cafe um and his uncles took it over but he's it's been in the it's 50 years in the business like it opened up in 1952 and it says it's he's from twin cities so um yeah, so he's from minnesota yeah it's so there's a rochester minnesota i'm assuming yes there is okay i was not aware because i don't know minnesota he was born well. in poughkeepsie though right he was born that that, that i knew so this yeah. is these the restaurants in uh rochester so mm-hmm. I, so but uh yeah Definitely in the family. Because doesn't he have a yeah. song on the live album from Amsterdam that talks about, I'm going to leave the music business and go yes. work at the restaurant? Yeah, it's a Bruce Hornsby <laughs> tune. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, that's on my playlist. It's yeah. coming up. Yeah, I know that's right. Um, so, and, and this is, I think it's really cool, just just going through like his, like, he was fascinated by the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Primus. I could see that. Because yeah. if you feel the energy yeah. behind his music, that's Absolutely. totally them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. started piano at the age of nine. So, yeah. But he's, he, he's played with some, some crazy people. So uh, I mentioned Wolfpack. Um, Wolfpack is an interesting group. <clears throat> um, if you do a little bit of research on them, they're, they're, I don't know if it's whether, whether they call it a shtick or not, but their their big thing is they don't rehearse. Um, they the, the, I don't I can't remember the guy's name who's the head of, of Wolfpack, but... Uh, he ju- he's like, we're not going to rehearse. Like, we're just going to go on stage, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, it's some of their stuff is really kind of crazy, and you have to have some really good musicians. He was telling a story about, oh, what was the guy, the drummer's name? I can't remember the drummer's name, but there was a story where where they basically called him up on stage. He had no idea what song they were going to play, right? No idea what it was going to sound like. So they just started playing, and the drummer just kind of came in and just. They just went like, and he played a full set with them. It's like, you know, but there was no planning, no nothing, live at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I mean, That's great. So, um, but you have to be really, really talented for you know that sort of stuff, and and be really, really comfortable with who you're playing with. Of course, yeah, totally. So, um, he likes to do a lot of fun stuff. So, um, these next two tunes, um, are what he calls the tiny instrument version. Um, so the idea behind it was to take 
all of the instruments that normally play in his band and find the smallest versions of those instruments and try to produce the biggest sound possible with these tiny little instruments. So like the, the flute player is actually playing a piccolo instead. The keyboard player is playing a melodica instead. Um, they actually called Fender and said, give us our, your smallest bass that you, that you ever made. And he plays this little tiny little bass <laughs> and his little travel guitar. So um, this first song is called Bluebird. Hey, hey. The only instrument that he let play that's an actual like normal size instrument is Sierra Hall's mandolin because he said it was small enough. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense though. That's funny. And and the other one that he did, um, and I'll I'll see. I, I know I sent you the video at one point, so I'll try and find that link again as well. Um, there's actually video of them doing this, so you can see all the tiny instruments. Um, and this one is a, is one I've been listening to like on repeat today. Uh, this is called Pebbles, and this is still a tiny instrument version. But the bass player does switch over to a normal bass in this one. wrote that with, with Bela Fleck. So you could tell. You could totally yeah. tell that, that that's awesome. Yep, absolutely you could. Yep. That's so funny. Yeah. Um and like I was mentioning before, he he tends to find these instrumentalists or, or musicians rather that are just incredibly talented and brings them on tour with him. And um, one of the groups he found that in, that I was introduced to through him is a group called uh, Truesdale, which we've played a little bit of in fact, if you were on um, our live stream episode that we did the covers, we did a piece by Truesdale um, where they covered a Beach Boys tune. So 
This next song is called um, Crisis and it features Truesdale from the vocals. So good, yeah. You know when they're singing in harmony, like their harmonies are so tight. But even when they sing unison, it really truly sounds like one voice. They, they do have, such a good job with it. They have a great, yeah. They're very talented. So out of curiosity, I brought up the song "Crisis," right? And mm-hmm. I was just like, just curious. You know, he wrote the song, right? It's off the mm-hmm. album "Power Station." Um, I know we don't talk genres. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that we need to, but I just think this is very interesting. It's it's under the genre Thai indie. Really? Yeah. So I clicked on that. And I'm like, well, what is that? Like, because I I know there's indie everywhere, and it's mm-hmm. it's basically it blends Western pop music with traditional Thai elements. So now I want to know more. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. Um, in in that documentary, he does say that if he has it his way, he would eat Thai food six nights a week. So I'm curious, but I, I'm curious if he considers himself that. Do you feel because he has he's what he's half Chinese Asian? I don't know if it's Chinese or not. I don't know, okay. but he's half Oriental Asian, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, and half American. Yep. Do you feel that from listening to him that he has an influence of um, Eastern music? I don't. I would say no. Okay. Um. That being said, I don't know Eastern music all that well. Fair. So, I mean, they're, the the Eastern side of stuff, they, they focus a lot on the pentatonic scale. This is not really pentatonic. True. Um, you know, rhythmically, I don't think it fits in the style, but who knows? It's, very, it's just interesting, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. So he's half Chinese, half American. Okay. He said um, in a tweet, he said, my grandparents took a boat to the U.S. in the 1940s. Um, I'm curious what this tweet says because it gives like a history. Okay, so he says, and I don't know if this was in the documentary because maybe it was. His tweet, this is from 2020, March 27, 2020. I'm half Chinese. My grandparents took a boat to the U.S. in the 1940s. Musically, my grandma had a bunch of Chinese cassette tapes that had a lot of pentatonic stuff. But it also lays out so easy on the guitar. Coincidence or serendipity? Hmm. 
So maybe he is influenced in some weird way. Maybe. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just I I love when um as you learn more about the artists, how they're influenced. And yeah. and because your past, your experiences play a huge factor on how mm-hmm. you interpret songs or how you write or how you play and all that stuff. Yep. And you know, if he does have um, Chinese culture or Eastern culture in his blood and or what he's mm-hmm. learned, you know, depending upon what he's learned as he's growing up and how much they were in the culture, there's got to be influence into it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm Italian and, and I grew up in that culture. So a lot of the stuff I listened to when I was growing up was Italian based music, which influences what Dominic I listen to. Dominic the Italian Christmas donkey. Yeah, like the Italian Christmas talk. You're right. Let's let's just stereotype that whole thing. No, no, I'm telling. I'm joking. But no, but like out of all seriousness, yeah, like that type of stuff yeah. is what mm-hmm. you grow and 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 what I kind of um, I, I go to when I'm going to listen to music. Right. You know, sometimes you you just get that and like you know, and then you have those. And I hate to use the word stereotypical, but then you have like the the rap pack and people listen. To, you know, it's mm-hmm. like that whole thing. Oh yeah. But you know, it's just it's always interesting to see where people have come from and how their music, and it's like Victor Wooten, like he talks about in his book, he's not, he was never into bluegrass, but he plays mm-hmm. a lot of bluegrass now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because of Bella Fleck and the Fleck tones, yep. because of being that group. So it's just, it's yep. interesting. And it's interesting going back to the book, you know, that that's like the first thing that Michael had him play. Right. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, was that done on purpose? Who knows? Right. Michael, Step you out of your know. comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we mentioned this song a little bit earlier. This is um, another Bruce Hornsby tune that Corey Wong did. This is called "Today I'm Going to Get Myself a Real Job." Today I'm going to get myself a real job. It's time to be a standard working man Oh, this music thing's been fun But I think that I am done Hmm. Today I'm gonna get myself a real job I'm contemplating getting on the payroll No stress about what other people think No ticket sales, no critics, or Spotify statistics. Today I'm gonna get myself a real job. Now my insecurity got the best part of me. And it goes on. It's a a great song. It's a great rendition of it. You know, he talks about going back to work at Wong's and, you know, just really cool. So... And that was again with the Metropole Orchestra. That was off of the live in Amsterdam album. Um, so I had two more left on my list. Um, and then we'll close it out and do our normal closing routine. But um, these are, again, two songs that I've just been obsessed with, especially this next one. This one is called You Got to Be.
and his stuff reminds me this is a weird comparison but the the book that you got me the salt life buddha the you know, saltwater buddha saltwater buddha that's what yep, I mean. yep no no um a lot you know he says that he he's trying to be like the instrumental like musician of our age and the salt the saltwater buddha you know the way that book is arranged it's very small short little chapters very bite-sized pieces yes and so much of his stuff is done like his songs are three four or five minute long like when you typically have like jazz musicians like this like you'll you'll have like 20 minute tracks and it's like it doesn't like appeal to our society the way our society is you know it's very short and i was actually having a meeting about this and how we don't have the attention span to you know grasp these longer things a lot you know and he does a really good job of just i mean that's a three minute song i mean and it's just and it feels fuller it feels Mm -hmm. like not the three minute songs you hear on the radio it feels like a a longer fuller song yeah and yeah. and I know I tell you I was gonna say that you know it the the group that he plays with I guess on a regular basis is very talented very tight but you totally mm-hmm. hear their individualism in their playing yes. which is very yeah. cool to have when mm-hmm. you have such a tight knit group and that plays so well together yeah. but um you know that the one thing I liked about that book which is the fact that it's short because it's like a journal and this is almost like yeah. his journal. Like each yeah. album feels like a journal of his music. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and I, and it was one other thing we talked about where how with Victor Wooten, where we feel like the way he puts his albums together, where he's got like this upbeat music and then he gets down to the, to the, not the slower music, but stuff that's kind of like held back a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit more that, and then he gets back, like he has this like play with the songs and how he, I feel like Corey Wong does the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you yeah. listen to the album, the metro, is it the one the in Amsterdam Orchestra? Yeah, yeah, you feel that like the beginning, it like draws you in, and then he gets mm-hmm. to the middle of it, and like typically when you get to the middle of the album, you want to turn it off, right? And then you you know, and then but this just the way he does it, like you want to listen mm-hmm. to the whole album. Yep, you want to hear, and it's such a well recorded live album. It sure is. Yeah. Yep. And the other one that I've been listening to a lot is, uh, it's called Starting Line, and this has uh, Sierra Hall and Robbie Wolfson um, on the vocals. Nobody knows my name Did I melt into these walls I've made I did everything I thought was right Got my stapler, got my shirt in tie Set me up to zone out, pushing paper Slamming the stapler, punching the clock until five Holding out to get up to the stage Now I'm turning the page, feel the rushing date Zipping so much fun and, and i think one of the things I, I really love about his stuff is um 
he's got so much live stuff out. And you know me and live music, I just I prefer that. I have to tell you, I did listen to one of his studio albums because he does mm-hmm. have one or two. I do like he's his live several. better. Yeah. I really do. And and you know me, I like the studio mm-hmm. stuff just because of the way I listen yep. to my music. I have yep. to say I really do enjoy his live stuff better. I yeah. think it's just because it's an experience. Right, exactly. And and we don't know if they're recording all together or they're recording separately. Right. Whereas like because of how well they play together, I mm-hmm. think you get that energy in the live albums. Well, you can there there are so he he does a lot with social media. We've talked about artists who really embrace social media. Yeah. He's got a ton of stuff on YouTube and you can see like full recording sessions and it is the full band. Okay, cool. That's, that's awesome. There, so. I mean, I, I yeah. it feels like it. So mm-hmm. I but the just the live there's just something about his live albums that I really enjoy. Yeah. 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 So it's awesome. Yeah. So that's Corey Wong. Um, I mean, the three that I would recommend are the two Power Station live albums. There's one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. And the live at Amsterdam is excellent as well. That's with the Metropole Orchestra. Um, Corey Wong and the Wong Notes is a good album as well. Um, there's really, you really can't go wrong, I don't think, yeah. with, with his stuff. I agree. And. So. After this episode comes out, after you've listened to this episode, the Sunday after, July 9th, we are going live on Twitch like we always do, but we're going to focus mm-hmm. on Corey Wong. So you're going to be able to yep. hear all these songs in their entirety. Mm-hmm. So join us. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, does that bring yeah. us to housekeeping or like bring it does. To going through stuff? Like, was that my segue? Yeah. Like, that is your segue. Oh, that's interesting. I'm, yeah. Sometimes I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want me to ramble through it? Sure. All right. I talked a lot this episode, so why don't you... So, uh, this episode is episode 14. So, next week, on the, f- the 15th episode after this, will be the first chapter of The Spirit of Music. So, we thank you for listening and joining us on this journey, and we hope you continue listening with us uh talking about the book with us. So, uh, if you have not picked up the book, please do so. Um it's, it's totally worth the read. And if you didn't read the first one, that does not mean you can't read the second one. Um, you know, you could totally jump into the second one without the first one. Kyle does go live every Friday night at 8 o'clock. And this is where he's been introducing us to um, new-to-us artists. So people that are out there that we haven't heard yet. And, you know, like Corey Wong, where he found it through listening through other music. So join Kyle on Friday nights at 8 o'clock. And uh, hear hear who he's going to share. Um, again, we go live every Sunday at eight at seven thirty, uh, live on Twitch. Um, after this episode comes out, the July 9th, we will be playing Corey Wong. It'll be focusing on his music, so please join us. July sixteenth, we are doing another cover night, so we're calling it Part Deux. Um, our form link is in the link tree, so that'll be in the notes. Fill out a cover song that you um, you love to listen to. Let us know. Come join us that evening, like we did on June 11th. We're gonna play the um, the original and then play the cover, and we kind of vote to see which one uh, we like better. So uh, we got about six or seven already up there. We'd like to get a few more. And and as where there's more than that. Or, yeah. Oh, maybe there. Oh, that is true because there there are more than that. Yeah. There yes, are multiple right. responses in some yep. of those. So. Yep. Um. We do take them live. So if something comes up live that you see, we'll we'll find it. And if we could do it, we'll make yep. it happen. So come join us on that as well. Um, every Monday, Kyle does upload our video version of these podcasts. So if you're listening to us and you love listening to us, 
and you want to see how funny we look, in a couple weeks, this episode will actually be live on YouTube. Not live on YouTube, but it'll be on YouTube in video format. So check that out. Friday, Kyle has um, uh, puts up some of our bloopers, our outtakes, our shorts. So check those out on Fridays on YouTube. Um, but big thing, check, click on the link. We do have a Discord. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. Follow us. Join us in Discord. Have the conversation with us. Continue the conversation. Share artists with us. Please do that. We love to talk about that stuff. So join us in Discord. We'd love to build that community up a little bit more. Um, and I think that's it. I don't think we got our like closing closing that we always do, but that's the, Mm -hmm. that's the nitty gritty of it. Yep. It's awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode. Yep. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed Corey Wong. Please check him out. Um, he is on tour as well. So he's all over the place. He's going to be in the United States and in Europe. So it's awesome. Find him. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week, and hopefully yep. we'll see you on Sunday. See ya. Uh, have a good one, everyone. You too. Have a good one. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music. Uh-huh.